0: Welcome to AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association with Chief Operating Officer Kyle Longton. Be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcast channel. Enjoy the episode.
1: Hi, and welcome to another episode of AFSPA Talks. This is Kyle Longton, and I'm here once again solo because I'm going to do just a brief intro because we've got an information-packed episode. Today, ASPA talks Medicare Advantage, and this will conclude our mini-series on Medicare. I encourage you to go back and listen to the last two episodes in the feed, um, Medicare and the FEHB, which was a discussion led by our CEO, Paula Jacob, um, and there's a great video on YouTube that includes the slides from that. And then also last week, we had Medicare, TRICARE, and the FEHB. So go back and take a look at that, particularly if you're someone who may be eligible for TRICARE for Life. Understand how those three programs work together. But um, our discussion today really does assume that you listened to that earlier episode about Medicare and the FEHB. And in that episode, Paula talked briefly about Medicare Advantage plans, because we're starting to see more and more of those coming into the um, federal space and I wanted to learn more about it, and I wanted to make sure that you all were well-informed because there are more options coming out. And I got a lot of calls this last OpenSeas from long-time members saying, hey, I'm getting advertisements. I'm seeing it on TV. It's in my mailbox. Should I be looking at this? And it's a great question. Um, so I wanted us all to learn a little bit more about it. And I will say that I personally, last year, helped my mom navigate the Medicare process um, for the first time enrolling in it, and then also looking at a Medicare Advantage plan offered by her former employer. Now, she was lucky. She had one choice. Um, that is not the case, of course, for federal employees. You've got a huge array of, of choices, um, and we're, we're going to give you at least a starting place today to think about the Medicare Advantage plan choices there. Um, I wish I'd known some of the things that I learned in preparing for this podcast as I was helping my my mom, but um, we're all going to be better prepared after this. I'll be prepared to answer questions that come up throughout the year. You'll be prepared to make a, an informed decision. So without any further ado, I want to introduce our guest. Today we have with us John Ficaro, who is the Vice President for Group Retiree and De-Risking Sush- Solutions at Aetna. John is a sales professional that is focused on developing sustainable long-term financial solutions that enhance the health, happiness, and peace of mind for the retiree population of Aetna's corporate and public sector employees. His approach is consultative to listen and understand an employer's concerns and needs for their retiree population and develop solutions that work. John's Medicare expertise is across Medicare Advantage, Medicare Supplement, and Medicare Part D plans, and we'll hear a lot of that throughout the episode. Um, He does have over 20 years in the healthcare Space having experience across a diverse spectrum of business functions, including sales, project management, service operations, corporate strategy, budget and finance, and sales effectiveness. Before joining Aetna in 2018 as a sales VP, John worked 17 years at Cigna, having been recruited into Cigna's healthcare leadership program and serving in multiple strategic positions across the company. These positions included leading sales distribution strategy, service operation strategy, sales planning, and Spence Budgeting for National Accounts and VP Medicare Sales. This is interesting because prior to Signet, John worked in several mechanical engineering roles, which included design, applications, and sales, and John has been part owner of a successful restaurant in Windsor, Connecticut uh, since its inception in 2006. John received his MBA from the University of Connecticut, majoring in finance and marketing, and he received a Bachelor of Science degree in mechanical engineering, engineering from the University of Rhode Island. Outside of work. John is an avid sailor and golfer and resides with his family in Williamsburg, Virginia. John, welcome to AFSPA Talks. Thank you, Kyle. So, John, I want to start off with um just a little bit about what you do. And you work in the group retiree and de-risking solutions area. Um, that's the that's a lot of words there, and 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 I think there's probably a lot that goes into that. So, can you give our listeners a brief overview of what that means, and and sort of what the day to day looks like for you and your team?
0: Sure, I'll I'll give you a little bit of a background too as well. Uh, so, um, I'm a, currently I'm a VP of Group Retiree and Be Risking Solutions, as as you alluded to, um, and I work at Aetna Healthcare. Um, I've been in the healthcare industry for uh, over 20 years now and uh, various roles throughout my career, Uh, but of those uh, 20 or so uh, years, about 12 have been in the retirement space. And so what I do, um, you know, my daily, my daily job, I basically consult with plan sponsors, you know, which are, I call them plan sponsors, not companies or clients typically, because they're all, all in one, the same for the most part, but they're entities that, I've, that, um, uh, that basically sponsor retiree plans for their retirees. So um, what I do is I provide details and information and I help them navigate the field of um, you know, what's available in the marketplace uh, with retirees, with benefits and choices are available um, you know, and then also, you know, what is affordable? Because it's great to be able to provide all sorts of benefits, but there's always that scale that we have to employ here, as far as you know, what's that benefit? The cost analysis to make sure that we're getting the plan sponsor and the retirees exactly what they need, but at an affordable cost. The um, the, the risk the, the risking solutions basically is a way that we've developed uh, with our partner Prudential Financial. Um, that allow plan sponsors, it's more of a financial vehicle, to basically help plan sponsors keep the promise to their retirees and their employees uh, in the future, balance out that balance sheet to, to be able to, you know, look down the road and be able to continue to pay for um, and contribute to retiree health care.
1: And I appreciate uh, all of that because we looked at this internally as a for AFSPA as an employer, trying to figure out what we can do for our retirees as a much smaller group um, as compared to our membership. So there there are a lot of options out there. And, and um, I appreciate also the, the plan sponsor language. I we, we didn't get too far into an ERISA primer, but um, I, I appreciate um, keep, keeping the language straight. Um, yeah. We're going to focus today on one of the solutions that I think a lot of groups are selecting for their, their retiree population, a lot of the, those um, plan sponsors, and that's Medicare Advantage Plans. Right. Um, we met for the first time last year, and you shared with me at that time that sort of the trajectory at that point is for around half of all Medicare enrollees to select a Medicare Advantage plan by 2030. Is that still the case? Are we still on, on track for that? Or is it has it sped up or slowed down at all?
0: So actually, um, we're expecting to see Medicare Advantage enrollees hit the 50% mark or more uh, in several years. And that's that's all take, taking in total. So that's across both employer-sponsored plans as well as individual. So the entire population of Medicare-eligible retirees, we expect to hit the 50% or 51% mark um, probably in a several, several years. Okay. Um, you know, we've seen that amount grow um, significantly over the years uh, because we And Medicare Advantage just provides a very affordable plan but includes other things and features that retirees are looking for. So it buckets, it puts together a Part D prescription plan, let's say, and gives that coverage to a retiree. So it's all in one. Plus, it also provides additional benefits that maybe your traditional plan or a med sup, like a plan A or F or N that maybe retirees would recognize, gives those additional benefits that those plans uh, don't provide. And I think we'll probably touch upon this uh, later, but those, some of those benefits are like fitness benefits, uh, Part B premium reimbursement and transportation, non-urgent transportation to mm-hmm. your doctor's uh, uh, offices, uh, meals after an inpatient stay, let's say. So they've been very attractive to retirees. And I think um, not only attractive in the benefits, but also attractive in the premiums. And I think that's been a you know those two big things have driven the trajectory of uh, enrollees uh, much faster than that 2030
1: and and i think probably some of some of the folks who who might be listening that that's enough for them and they're going to go sign up for an advantage plan right now <laughs> um, but um i think i think you know they they these plans are very well advertised particularly in sort of november and december of every year right. on radio tv direct mail and so forth um, but they're maybe not as well understood. Um, you, you mentioned some of the, the very appealing features and they're starting to show up the, these Medicare advantage plans are starting to show up more and more in the federal employee and retiree space. So I wonder if we can take it sort of a little bit piece by piece and you can, can at least start with walking us through how Medicare advantage differs from original Medicare that, that people may be most familiar with and, and certainly yep. familiar with pairing with their federal plan.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, we call this like the A, B, C, and Ds of Medicare. There's there's Part A, which covers hospitalization bills and things like that. Uh, Part B, which covers physician services. Um, I'm going to skip to Part D as your okay. dog. That provides prescription coverage. And then I'll go back to Part C, which is Medicare Advantage. So Medicare Advantage basically takes A and B and puts them together. In one package, um, Med plans do, uh, do do similar uh, as well. They kind of bucket both A and B expenses together, so that you have one plan for all your medical. And then, of course, there's the Part D, which has a prescription drug coverage. Um, Medicare Advantage with Part D prescription coverage puts all of that into one plan. You're not having separate plans. If a member chooses not to go into a, a Medicare supplement plan or a Medicare Advantage plan, and they just choose to use their red, white, and blue card. So that's fine. Um, they will you know, typically have part A coverage because they've worked a certain amount of time during their career and they've been eligible for part A. Part B, however, you have to enroll in when you are eligible. Um, and that premium gets either deducted, you either have to pay that um, on a monthly basis to social security, or you get that deducted from your social security check. Typically, some employers may have different mechanisms, but for the most part, um, you will always be paying for Part B in various uh, uh, shapes or forms. And then, um, so then, that member who chooses to just have it separately would go to the doctor's office. They might have a very high deductible if they go to the uh, to a hospital. So there, so there's always some need, I think, for many retirees to look at having that additional coverage that provides, you know, those provides um, payments for those gaps, Um, and that's what Medicare Supplement Plan would be, uh, kind of gap coverage. But what Medicare Advantage does, um, and I think this is the, um, you know, obviously being seen from many federal employees and and federal uh, plan sponsors, is the advantages of a Medicare Advantage plan to provide additional benefits, and and I think, uh, in many ways, care management programs that a med sub plan or a traditional plan don't have. So there's many aspects of that that's very attractive. Um, and that care management helps to drive costs down because you have a healthier retiree. And then also from a packaging perspective, because it packages everything together in a nice uh, in a nice plan. That's not, you know, I got to use my Medicare, uh, my original Medicare card, and then I got to use my med sub card, and then I have a prescription card. It's just all in one,
1: all in one. Excellent, and, and I think Medicare supplement plans are, are also advertised out there, and a lot of our our listeners may not have delved into them as much because oftentimes their their federal plan has stood in place of that 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 um, supplemental plan. It's it's paying the de- the deductible, any any um, outstanding co and so forth. So, uh, and the same with with Part D. Um, that you know, most of the time, very very few of our listeners will have taken a Part D plan because the FEHB plans offer comparable coverage, um, for prescriptions. So right. is there anything just at this point that you would, would want to add about the, the part D coverage and, and particularly how it works with uh, Medicare Advantage plans when you've got a, um, Medicare Advantage plus, plus part D.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in, in that case, if they're, if a retiree already has prescription coverage, uh, through their commercial plan, let's say their active plan, and there's no need for them to obviously, you know, choose a part D plan separately. But when it comes to a Medicare Advantage plan, you would want a Part D plan because what it does is it integrates very nicely with the care management aspect of the entire plan. So in other words, um, we're able to understand requirements, needs um, that that a retiree may have based on their utilization of their pharmacy benefits. And what that does is it channels it back through the medical plan to understand maybe they need uh, some outreach by a nurse, maybe they need some additional coverage, maybe we should uh, provide some additional information to the member so that they can improve their health. So there's that integration with the medical that I think is a very attractive feature of a Medicare Advantage, uh, Medicare Advantage plan. Now, a member may not understand that um, until they're into that type of a plan. But from, a, from that perspective, it's, it makes it a very attractive way of helping a retiree improve their uh, improve their health because it facilitates a better care management uh, model for that uh, for that uh, case. And also, I think um, from the perspective of uh, Medicare has been very uh, good with us in a sense, and good with us carriers that provide those benefits because um, we have the flexibility to offer multiple types of formularies and options and things like that to basically, you know, improve or reduce any disruption uh, that they would see currently.
1: Excellent. And we've talked about premiums, you know, typically for most people, part A is premium free because they paid into the program while working. Part B is something that that they're going to have to pay for. Um, is that true with with Medicare Advantage? Will people still need to pay for Part B? And is there in the commercial space? We'll come back to the federal space, but in the per- commercial space, I think you mentioned there's usually an additional premium for the Medicare Advantage plan and, and even for Part D. Is that right?
0: So correct. So in the commercial space, um, it depends. It depends on you know who is paying the premium, or you know there's always an em- typically an employer contribution. So the employer would pay a certain amount based on the amount of retiree's years. Uh, towards their premium. Sometimes it's 100%, maybe 75 or 50% of the premium. So depending upon who's paying for that, uh, yeah, that just like a commercial plan would be, there would be some either premium sharing for the medical and the, and the prescription plan, um, depending upon how the employer structure is for, for uh, contributing to that. Um, for Part B, as boy, uh, the retiree would continue to pay for their Part B expenses. Um, but the beauty of uh, Medicare Advantage is that some plans, um, and what we've been seeing and doing some of the federal plans is to be able to provide a premium um, reimbursement for Part B, uh, not for the entire amount, but for some, let's say. Um, so that's and, and, and Medicare actually allows us to do that, uh, which is a very attractive uh, feature because you're always going to be paying for Part B, let's say, uh, for the most part, uh, whatever plan that you that you choose. Right. And, and also I, uh, one, one more thing about the premium yeah. um, if, if for Medicare Advantage plan with with part D that that rate is all in one so the premium that maybe somebody was is paying for a med sub plan and they might have you know a separate part D plan or a commercial plan they might be uh, paying separate premiums um for Medicare Advantage
1: and part D plan it'll all be
0: in, into one premium
1: Yep, I, I have a friend um, who who carries three different cards. They've got their original Medicare card, right. their supplemental card, their Part D card, and it's which one does what when they get to the doctor's office. So right. it, it, there's some advantages there in sort of consolidating things. So um, to talk general and about the commercial space, and I w- I want to move to a more targeted discussion of the federal space because that's obviously where. Um, where we've worked together and where where our members are interested. And there's been some Medicare Advantage options in the FEHB program for at least a decade with Kaiser Permanente originally, and then later Aetna offered something called Aetna Direct. um, And more recently, a true Medicare Advantage plus Part D option um, with uh, Aetna Advantage. United Healthcare has been in the space. And then in the last two years actually starting in 2021 we saw um our friends at the american postal workers union health plan or apwu um, offer the first um option if you will for a medicare advantage plan within a fee for service or the experience rated plan depending on how members our listeners are familiar with that language Um, and we've seen others so within the aetna um administered plans rural uh, carriers benefit plan mail handlers offered something starting in 2022 Many of our listeners are familiar with Compass Rose, which is working with United to offer something this year. I will say FSBP um, did hold off. Um, We've been in discussions about this. We decided not to to jump in in 2022. Um, I have official clearance from from my boss that I can say we are absolutely considering a Medicare Advantage plan for 2023. Um, And so we we won't discuss exactly what that will look like or the specifics. But um, I'm hoping, John, you can walk us through... um, what these, these plans look like in the federal space and maybe some specifics about how they differ from commercial. Um, and so let's start there. How do the Medicare advantage plans in the federal space differ at all? If, if they do from those commercial plans that we've, we've been discussing.
0: So, you know, my job when I, when I'm working with a client, a plan sponsor is to minimize um, what would be perceived disruption? So, you know, uh, many retirees have fear, fear of change. Um, I don't want to change from what I've had for so many years and things like that. And they want to be, uh, they want the information presented to them in such a way that presents what they've had today. There's going to be much more benefit to the plan they're going to tomorrow. And what we always, what I always like to do is to make sure that they they provide us their current plans. uh, The federal folks, let's say, you know, these these are what our retirees have today. Um, And what we'll do is we take those plans, we take the formulary, we take utilization information as far as what the retirees are using um, for for drugs. Let's say, if we're looking at the prescription, and we try to duplicate. As close as possible. Um, we actually are equal to or better than in many, many uh, cases, depending upon what the plan sponsor and the client wants us to look at. But for the most part, we, we minimize that disruption to either the tiny, tiny or zero with, with the additional benefits that are provided. Um, because now we are the facilitator of the plan. Meaning that we take on that particular risk of the uh, of paying for the claims, we're able to do and employ a lot of different uh, things that are maybe different from the commercial plans per se. Mostly, I see commercial plans, you know, the active plans when you become a retiree are utilization management type plans. there. are it's a claim payment type type of a plan. When you go to a Medicare Advantage plan, it becomes more. There are two different. Uh, Things One, it becomes a more of a care management program because we want to improve your health and and provide you the tools. We can't force you, but we want to provide the tools and uh, information that's available to help you, to help the retiree to make good choices because they want to be healthy. And so why not provide those, those types of programs that we can help employ that better health trajectory for them? The second big thing that's different from a commercial plan is that we're rated by CMS, by the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services. So Medicaid, so basically Medicare, um, they they look at us carriers that provide Medicare Advantage plans and they rate us on a five star scale. Um, We're at a four and a half uh, star scale right now. So we've been uh, above four stars for the past nine years actually. Um, so we're a very, very high quality plan, and uh, we make sure that that quality rating is very high, and it, and it takes into account all the all the different features and, and um, items that Medicare uses to evaluate us. Um, and it um, basically many of those items are geared towards what we're doing with the with the um, retirees that we have in our plans. Are we answering their their questions appropriately. Are we employing the best kind of uh, care services for them? Are we handling any complaints they may have appropriately and fast? So it's really this oversight that commercial plans don't have, that we have to have, um, you know, the ability to, to, uh, um, to be able to, um, you know, service the retiree as best as we can. And that's, that's a, those two things are the biggest differences between the commercial plans
1: and uh, and the Medicare
0: Advantage plans.
1: I think that's what's so appealing to us. We we have those same through our accreditation process with um, in, in Aspen's case, Triple AHC. You know, we we have the and with OPM, we have those same requirements for. Um, responding to to any kind of complaint or issue that comes along to to managing care and utilization and having programs in place and I really appreciate that um, about the Medicare Advantage plans as I've been learning more about them the the care support. In particular, it's something that we pride ourselves on for, for our FSBP population. It just doesn't exist for people who have original Medicare primary. They they right. go into the hospital, they get discharged, and then a came, claim comes through and we find out about it after Medicare has already processed it. So we don't have the opportunity to intervene. What right. I'm hearing you say is with the, the um, and I say intervene to help, to provide additional exactly. resources and right. support. I'm hearing that that is absolutely, it's, it's a key point key component of Medicare Advantage plans. That's right, Um,
0: exactly.
1: So let's talk about some of those other special features. So, John, I I think we talked about this before, but I can't tell you the number of times I get requests from members about silver sneakers and why we can't include it. And then I have to quote IRS code, consult our attorney and everything else. So for my peace of mind and, and literally dozens of members out there every year, first of all, does the Medicare Advantage plan provide coverage? At least the, the ones you've worked at, do they, does it provide access to Silver Sneakers or at least a similar program?
0: Uh, yes, it does. Okay. Um, it's actually one of the most utilized uh, additional benefits that are provided in a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, and what Silver Sneakers does is um, provides free gym memberships um, across about seventeen thousand participating. Um, you know, fitness centers uh, throughout the United States. So it's a very, very good uh, extra benefit that I think is heavily utilized and employed by many retirees. And you want them to work out. Um, I, I work out, um, you know, most most uh, days of the week, and um, and I I would consider myself doing that into my retirement age too. I think a lot of retirees um, want the same type of a feature. Uh, so that's that's uh, one special feature, I'd say, that uh, is uh, utilized in the Medicare Advantage plan.
1: And one in particular, I will appreciate it, um, if we're able to move forward. But uh, let me ask about the network. So um, my conception before we've started talking was as, of Medicare Advantage as sort of being limited in the network. It's just in my, maybe my state or my metropolitan area or region or something like that. And if I go outside of that, I don't really have the same level of coverage. Um, is that the case with all Medicare Advantage plans? Um, how is that working for the these options offered within the federal plans that are are offer national coverage?
0: So um, there, there are two differences between an individual market you know if you went to uh, and bought an individual market plan that's not affiliated with with their employer, let's say um they could have most of them would be maybe an hmo or some of them are ppo Mm -hmm. hmos would obviously limit your ability to go to different providers you have to stick with the network or you would be paying out of pocket um what we offer for many of our commercial our you know clients that we service on the group space group employer space um our ppo and it's extended service area uh, plans, which means that a member of a retiree can go to any uh, in-network doctor or any out-of-network doctor that accepts Medicare. So typically, that's about ninety-four percent. I think the number was not that long ago of the uh, either the doctors or facilities in the United States. So if you you know live in New England, let's say. And, um, you know, for the winter, you might want to go down to Florida if you have a you yeah. know, house down there, let's say, it, it, and you want to see doctors, there's no restriction on that. Uh, and they also provide, uh, we well, don't have to get referrals, you can go to a specialist, there are some um, requirements for some conditions and benefits that might require a prior auth, but for the most part, um, it's referral free. So it's it gives you uh, the flexibility, just like if you were in a med sub plan or a traditional plan where, you know, you just go and see a Medicare doctor.
1: That sounds great. Um, and, and particularly sort of having that flexibility. And also you've got the support there. So if there, a referral is needed, you've got a plan there to, to walk through that process or right. uh, prior author, I should say. Let's talk a little bit about um, prescription benefits. I appreciated a lot what you said earlier about looking at, at the existing plan, looking at the benefits, and also looking at the formularies, because um, I think that's going to be a question that that people have, or something that they take a close look at. Um, how does that work? You uh, can you talk about the process again, but also, are, is there an exception um, if it's a different formulary from the the regular plan?
0: Yeah. So, um, j- just like what I was uh, referring to before, when we when we try to evaluate a current plan and formulary that that members are using. Um, on their current plan. And, you know, we're looking at how we duplicate that um, for a a Medicare Advantage and and Part D plan. Uh, We look very heavily at the formulary. Um, So we want to make sure that the members, the retirees are not going to see a lot of disruption. Um, So we have the flexibility of offering different formularies, either they're closed, let's say, if you want to, you know, narrow it down and, and provide cost savings that way. Or open formulary, which is many times what we use um, for depending upon the client's needs and, and retirees' needs, so that they can basically, you know, still utilize the same drugs that they had that they're using today, and you know, use them tomorrow if they're in a Part D plan. Um, there is an exception process. So let's say, you know, in the way we try to design some of these. So, and I've seen, you know, I, I review these disruption analysis reports. And um, we look at anything that may fall out. And typically, we see a lot of those types of drugs as, um, you know, they, they were taken off the market. They may have been used in the past, but now they're not. So, you know, we want to make sure that there's formularies that are providing those safe drugs that are um, approved. And, you know, any ones that have been taken off the market are removed, of course, um, but let's say there is a drug that somebody's taken and, um, you know, it's not covered on our formula. Well, there is a process that they could get an exception through their doctor um, and the doctor knows how to, how to uh, proceed with the uh, process with us to, 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 to have that done. Very rarely is that needed. But if, it, if, if necessary, there is a process for that, too. And we don't want to have
1: a retiree without um, having the, the, the right drugs that they need. Makes a lot of sense. Um, And I want to go back to a question I probably should have asked before when we were talking about some special features. Sometimes we we see the Medicare Advantage plans having vision and dental benefits that maybe aren't included in the the other plans, um, uh, traditional health plans. Is that the case with um, some of the plans being offered in the federal space?
0: Yes. So, So let's uh, let's clarify the two different things between hearing and vision exams, and nice. then also vision hardware and hearing aids. So in every Medicare Advantage plan, vision and hearing exams, you know your yearly checkup, those are covered. Um, there are uh, the, the additional benefits that we do offer, and we do this uh, many times, and we have that ability, and, and see this a lot on the federal plans, where there is a need for hearing aid coverage. Um, a certain amount of dollars per a certain amount of time. Let's say you've got three years to use up a certain amount of money, uh, let's say for, for hearing aids. And then for vision uh, hardware, um, that's usually a one or two year type of um, benefit where every, one, every every year or every two years, you, know, you have a certain amount of dollars associated with getting um, uh, hardware. So either contacts or glasses. So those are, those are very uh, good benefits. There's some other ones too, I can speak of that we see a lot of Um, non-emergency transportation. So, you know, obviously there's always emergency transportation with an ambulance, but let's say you need a ride to go see your doctor. So we provide those types of services. Um, Lifestyle coaching is another benefit. That's a very, very good benefit. So let's say you want to quit smoking and we have that smoking cessation program through lifestyle coaching. You want to you know, you have diabetes and you want to have some information and support, we provide those, um, We provide that support through our, uh, our nurses and, uh, and doctors. Um, meals after an inpatient stay, you know, some retirees may not have the family or friend support uh, necessary, let's say, if they get home from after, uh, you know, being in the hospital, uh, and they would find it hard to cook. So we have a we have a uh, program for that where we can provide those those meals uh, to the retiree at their home. Uh, so it's it's more than just like a claims payment model that I think you know the current plans, traditional plans, sub plans are. It's, we really do want to improve the health of the retiree, and that's why those these additional benefits um, are provided
1: uh, in these plans. I think that's great, and, and longtime listeners of this podcast will know that I am. Uh, passionate about hearing aids and hearing aid benefits having uh, worn mine for eight years. Um, and I'll, I'll refer the folks back to our second episode ever. If you want to learn more about hearing aids and also go back to our last episode of 2021 to learn about lifestyle and condition coaching um, with uh, Dr. Jonathan Rubens. Um, did a, a, and, and uh, did a great podcast on that, um, particularly around the holidays, but it, it's applicable anytime. And whether you're a Medicare age or, or um, younger, um, take a look, because there's some good information in there, and, and will really show the value of having that um, that access to that program, regardless of what plan you have. So, John, I really appreciate you mentioning that. Um, let's talk about cost. So, we we went over commercial costs before in the federal program. Uh, let's let's go quickly. Are, people are still paying their Part B, right? That's correct. Okay. Um, what about the Part D premium? How how is that handled in these these federal Medicare Advantage programs?
0: So the Part D premium is actually within the premium itself of the entire um, Medicare Advantage and Part D plan. Okay, so I, I we call it MAPD just for short or map as as I think you were referring to. Um, and that Part D premium and the medical premium are all in one.
1: okay. and and for folks who are enrolling in this through uh, the federal program, they would they would still be enrolled in um, uh, the their program. The OPM is still going to pay their portion of the premium. The other portion is going to come out of their, in most cases, their monthly annuity. Um, and but there's no additional Part C premium. That that piece, um, their normal premium split between OPM and the the member, um, takes care of what would normally be the the Part C premium. So I got to ask, what's the catch?
0: <laughs> you know, it's funny thing is I do get asked that a lot um, from for many clients you know as we present them with our proposal um you know to to go into a medicare advantage and part d plan a lot of times the um what we've seen over a traditional or a med sub plan is 30 to 50% um less premium than what their current plan and i get asked that that, that question actually a lot you know what's the catch how can it be that that low or um, and the reason is, is, and I've kind of spoke about those things, but one is the care management aspect of it because and and studies have shown, uh, um, these are out there on on the internet um, from very valid foundations like the Kaiser Foundation and and those types. Of, and some consultant firms um, have done their studies as well and have shown that Medicare Advantage does truly, um, you know, uh, cut the cost curve. By the fact that members are healthier, so and that's that's the that's the goal. that's the goal. okay. Um, that, and also because we're highly we're a high star rated plan. Um, because of the 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 way that we can facilitate a Medicare Advantage plan and we're very high quality plan, we're actually helping to save money, I guess you can say from the fact that Medicare, um, who still reimburses us to, to pay for some of those uh, expenses because Medicare is still doing their job. But they provide a little bit more of a bonus to, to highly high star rated plans. And that money doesn't go in our pocket, by the way. We have to provide those additional bonus payments because we're actually saving money down the long run. And that goes back into either the premiums you know, by lowering costs or improving the benefits or both so um that's why you'll see those uh maybe medicare advantage rates you know much less than your current plan because of those features
1: that that are uh that are inherent in
0: a medicare advantage uh plan
1: and and we have a for a similar arrangement for our our plan with opm that we've got to meet certain standards we get a certain rating every year and that affects additional money that comes back that just like with the Medicare advantage, we have to put back into the program. So this model hopefully is familiar to, to the, the federal enrollees and to our listeners. But if not um, just know that that's where that any kind of money that's going back into the program, it's, it's helping keep premiums down across the board for everybody, but also any money that comes back um, is going back into the program to improve it. Um, John, I asked you this question, another, another conversation. I I almost stumped you. So I'm going to ask you again, um, Is there any reason why you would recommend somebody not consider a Medicare Advantage plan?
0: Uh, You you know, I've been doing this for a long time, um, about 12, 13 years, and I really can't think of a reason why a member um, would would not at least consider looking at a Medicare Advantage plan. Um, Just because of the ability, the features, the things that um you know, you can gain from a medicare advantage plan um you know if, if those things that entice you and, and you're interested in those care management programs and wellness programs and silver sneakers and and um you know things like that um if that doesn't you know do it for you then uh then you can certainly stay where you where you are if you're happy of course but i think you know, many people see the benefits of these plans, and that's why the enrollment is, is growing so significantly. Yeah. And I think I didn't mention this, but 42% of all Medicare-eligible retirees in the United States are in a Medicare Advantage plan. And like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. we see that probably um, reaching the, uh, the
1: the 50% mark, uh, mark pretty soon. so. Okay. And, and I appreciate you said in the United States because I we we have some listeners and certainly a good number of members overseas. And I think Medicare Advantage is is not different from Original Medicare in the fact that there's not not comprehensive con, you know coverage outside the United States. There may be a travel benefit um, that that would cover folks, but if somebody's living outside the United States, this probably would not be the option for them. Is that fair to say?
0: That would be a correct statement to say, because, um, you know, Medicare. So to be in a Medicare Advantage plan, to be in a Medicare supplement plan, um, you have to be stateside. You have to have a United States uh, address Mm -hmm. because Medicare does not reimburse to non-Medicare doctors. And of course, you know, if you're in Europe, let's say in in France um, and you live there, then those are not Medicare doctors. I will say, though, one thing on a Medicare Advantage plan, um, we, it does offer um, it does offer um, you know, emergency uh, care services. So if you have if you're traveling and you, you know, let's say, you know, you break a leg or something like that that needs urgent care, uh, that would be reimbursed.
1: Yeah. So I encourage anybody who who may be spending significant time outside the U.S. or or certainly living outside the U.S., check the details um, or or feel free to contact me um, or some of my colleagues at ASPA. We'd be happy to walk you through that. And I'll refer you also back two episodes in your feed to um, Medicare and the FEHB to learn a little bit more about the specifics that our CEO, Paula Jacob, covered in that episode. Um, so John, before we wrap up, do you have any closing thoughts to share anything that we haven't covered that that you think is important for people to understand about Medicare Advantage Plans?
0: Yeah, I think we've covered a, a, a fair amount of things. Um, again, I, I try to always keep it simple, you know, and looking at a Medicare Advantage Plan and considering it, uh, look at its features, look at its benefits. Um, I think um, many of them are attractive to many uh, retirees. Yeah. So, if it does interest you, if you're if you're seeking that better care management model and those additional benefits, and at this basically um, with with no additional disruption or differences from your current plan, then I would say you know consider consider looking at least into it um, or be interested in in joining one.
1: Excellent. Well, John, thank you very much for your time today. I. Help family members navigate enrollment in Medicare Advantage last year. And I've I've learned quite a bit just from our, our brief time together today and, and previous conversations. So I'm sure our listeners have as well. Um and and I think it's very possible we'll be talking again um in the future. But again, thank you for your time and sharing your expertise today. Thank you
0: and have a great day.
1: This has been AFSPA Talks, a production of the American Foreign Service Protective Association. All information offered in this podcast is meant to be educational. The views expressed by the hosts and guests are their own and do not necessarily represent AFSPA. Should there be any discrepancy between information offered in this podcast and official plan documents for the Foreign Service Benefit Plan or other products offered by AFSPA, the policy provisions will prevail. Thank you for listening and be sure to subscribe to Ask for Talks to catch our next episode. Please rate and review us on your favorite podcast app and share feedback with us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn.